listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Erin. I'm Bree. And I'm Rachel. And now it's time for Hymn Sing with Sarah. Yay! And in this episode, uh, teaser, if you listen all the way to the end, you actually get to hear the Lutheran Ladies Lounge Choir, which may or may not be a good thing. We'll leave that for you to decide. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the All Saints Day edition of Hymn Sing with Sarah. And so I get to talk about hymns for the next 20 minutes. So if that's not your cup of tea, that's fine. But I'm going to get a little hymn nerdy right now. Um, You know what? If it's not your cup of tea, stay anyway and listen, because I guarantee if you listen to Sarah talk about hymns for 20 minutes, you will be a hymn nerd. Aw, thanks, Rachel. So all of you better stay and listen now that she said that. So um, this is probably always going to be my favorite segment because I love talking about hymns. I'm apparently known as a hymn nerd. Which is cool. I was I started hashtagging him nerd on social media multiple years ago. And actually, when I came to do my interview for the job that I have now at KFUO, my boss actually asked me about being a him nerd in my interview. So apparently, it is a it is a solid fact that that this is a thing that is really fun and I enjoy talking about. And this is the first time that we've done this on Lutheran Ladies Lounge. So if you have hymns that you want to talk about um, or that you want me to research for you, that's cool. Go to our Facebook group. Uh, the Lutheran Ladies Lounge Facebook group, and uh, let me know what you want me to talk about, because I am always up for talking about hymns. Um, and may I just say how much I love KFUO, that in your uh-huh. job interview there, they asked you about hymn nerdery. They did. Because that is a, a rare and beautiful thing, and that, yeah, just gay KFUO. Yeah, I know. I have a pretty cool job. It's fun. And we get to do the Lutheran Ladies Lounge um, out of the KFUO Radio Studios, which um, shout out to KFUO Radio for letting us do this. Woo! In, uh, in the KFUO Radio Studios at the LCMS International Center. But anyway, we can't talk about hymns, though, without first talking about the uh, season of the church year where all of these hymns are. And right now, um, it's All Saints Day, Reformation Day, time in the church year. We're getting near the end of the end of the church year. So we're talking about a lot of um, end of the church year stuff. Um, it's almost Advent. It's almost time to talk about um, both uh, you know Jesus incarnation at Christmas and also Jesus coming again at the sec- at the last day um, all of this stuff all of these themes that we're starting to talk about but it's something that I think I've been talking about more in the last few years about the seasons of the church year actually ordering our seasons of our life in general too hmm. it lays in order to how we walk through life in our own vocations um, and how we how we approach coming to church too. You know, it, it just kind of slips into your daily uh, vocabulary what, what season of the church year is. So there's the big ones. I do ones. love that. I know. I love that I, because if you don't, if your life, people sometimes say, well, church seasons, church holidays, aren't those sort of adiaphora, which means, you know, doesn't, not crucial to the faith. Yeah. Um. So no, we don't, we aren't saved by church holidays or church seasons. Um, but they do help order our lives around the gospel story. Mm-hmm. And if you, it, that you have, we as human beings have this need for seasons, for holidays. And if we don't get those from the church, we get those from elsewhere. Mm-hmm. We get those from now we're in the shopping season. Now, <laughs> <laughs> now we're in the football season, swimsuit season. Oh, you know, so if we, if we don't, if we choose not to order our lives around the seasons that have come down as this great gift to us from the church, something's going to fill that void. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's usually not quite as rich. It's true. So mm-hmm. I'm all for it. 
And we have obviously the big seasons of the church here, like Christmas and Easter that everybody knows about. Um, and they kind of intersect with secular holidays too. But then there's there's all these other little festivals um, that we get to also celebrate during the year. And All Saints Day is one of those. And so All Saints Day is always November 1st. Um, and uh, side note, that also happens to be my husband's birthday and baptism birthday. Um, yes. So happy birthday, husband Luther on, on November 1st. Husband it's kind of fun. Luther. Husband Luther, not Dr. Martin Luther. We always have to clarify that in Bible study. When pastor calls on him and he says Luther and everyone like turns around like Luther came back from the dead. It's <laughs> Martin Luther. It's real funny. Yeah. <laughs> Husband Luther. Um, and uh, and All Souls Day is November 2nd. Hmm. Um, but that's something different. I don't think I've ever celebrated we that. We usually celebrate them to sort of wrapped up together. That's true. Because where you separate it, All Saints Day is for the saints. St. Saint mm-hmm. Mary, St. Peter, St. You know, Cuthbert. And All Souls Day is for all the people who died in the faith who aren't really saints. But yeah. Lutherans tend to lump those days together because mm-hmm. we don't see as clear a distinction between the great saints of old and the ordinary saints mm-hmm. who just live their lives and their faith in their church and then go on to be with the Lord. Um, so um, I'm just going to put a quick plug in here, if I may, for the October Lutheran Witness, where I had an article sort of talking about this. Oh, hey. Okay. Um, yeah, called with, with My Lost <laughs> Saints. So I've been thinking a lot about it over the last couple of months. The, and All Saints Day is really one of my favorite, favorite minor holidays of the church. Um, mm-hmm. Because for me, death is always going to be a part of life. Mm-hmm. And it's so painful. And there's a lot of grieving that if I lose someone during the year, that when right after the death, you're not able to grieve in the same way because you're worried about, okay, what am I going to wear to the funeral? Where am I going to put all these flowers? You know, what am I going to do with all this food? There's many things that sort of, and the and the, ascent, the the usual numbness that comes right through that. And for me, Reformation, or not Reformation Day, All Saints Day <laughs> provides this wonderful opportunity to reopen that wound a little bit in the safe harbor of the church and put that death in theological perspective with all my brothers and sisters around me and think about the communion of saints in new ways. And I just love it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and there's there's that tradition that um, the churches that I've always attended do. I don't know if all Lutheran churches do it, where you read uh, read the names of the people who have died mm-hmm. in the past year and ring a bell for them. Do you guys do that in your churches too? My church does not actually have a like an All Saints Day service on All Saints Day. But that's what we do here at chapel. It is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and most churches will move All Saints Day. It's whatever. It's it's always Reformation and uh, and All Saints Day oh, back-to-back good, Sundays. Good point. And we, we do do it on that on yeah. the Sunday that we do yeah. observe it. Yeah. Observed in parentheses. Mm-hmm. That's always... that's a, I, I used to think that was that was a boring part of the service when I was a little kid and I didn't know anybody who had actually died. But now I think it's it's such a cool tradition. And here at the International Center, we have everybody that's here can mm-hmm. can submit a name yep. to remember. So we have it's always a long list, but it's it's a good time to remember those people and to mm-hmm. think about death in a non morbid way mm-hmm. um, and what that will mean for us too. Well, and I think it kind of builds community here on this side of heaven too yeah. because. Like Rachel said, death is part of this life on earth, and that's one of the things that unites us. And especially as Christians, it's important to remember that this is this is our lot in life here on earth, and we can sort of mourn with each other and support each other as we go through these 
different life events together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of cultures at this time of year, they they have this um, celebration of the dead. We talked about this a little bit in in uh, Bree's Big Question podcast. If you've already listened to that one, we, we touched on um, Halloween and death and scary things. Um, but I also found in my research, too, that a lot of cultures just have this time of celebration of the dead in some form um, during this time of the year for whatever reason. And it's it's interesting. I I find it interesting that this culture, the culture of, of celebrating the dead and then our celebration of the saints all kind of happens at the same time of the year. I don't know if that was on purpose or not. It's just it's an interesting thing. So I did a little research on the history of All Saints Day because a lot of times these these church feasts, they're just kind of there in the church here. And I just don't really know where they came from. So I actually got this from Catholic.org. Um, don't freak out that I went to Catholic.org to find this. All Saints Day was actually started by Pope Boniface IV. And it was, he consecrated um, the Pantheon at Rome to the Virgin Mary and all the martyrs on May 13th in 609 hmm. AD. So this is a really, really old old, old uh, festival. And it it may have been intended to co-opt the pagan holiday Feast of the Lemurs, a day that pagans use to placate the restless spirits of the dead. Hmm. So there you go. Little, um, little celebration of the of the dead, maybe. Um, And it was eventually established on November 1st by Pope Gregory III in the mid eighth century as a day dedicated to the saints and their relics. So but in our Lutheran traditions, uh, we don't celebrate it the same way as Catholics do, probably because of our different views of the saints, like Rachel was talking about. Yeah, Luther was not real keen on relics. No. It was not a thing that he thought was worth really perpetuating. <laughs> right, right. So we we have a much different view of who saints are um, and uh, and what that celebration actually looks like. And part of that celebration is singing fantastic hymns. Which is when we get to the good part of this episode, the hymn sing. Um, so we, you, you will hear us singing a hymn at the end of this episode, but we, we're just going to talk about it for the moment. So I did put a poll up in our Facebook group, which if you're not in yet, go to Facebook, the Lutheran Ladies Lounge, and join our Facebook group because we have lots of discussion in there all the time. There are 11, I believe, hymns for the Church Triumphant in Lutheran Service Book. And I put a poll up to see which one was everyone's favorite. Um, And of course, LSB 677 for All the Saints was the favorite by far out of a few hundred votes. It's also the hymn of the day for everyone, um, no matter your lectionary. So it makes sense that it's everyone's favorite because I think we probably all sing it every year when we celebrate All Saints Day. Um, what was surprising, though, is that the second favorite in this poll was 680, Thine the Amen, Thine the Praise. That's a good one, too. I was so surprised that that was number two, though. Yeah, I didn't, that is an upstart. I know. I did not even know about that hymn until I think I got to Concordia, Chicago. I um, don't associate it with All Saints Day. I don't either, which is interesting. Yeah. We sing it during communion. Same here. Yeah, but we I don't know if we've which, ever sung it on All Saints Day. I mean, Day. I guess that's... Part of the All Saints Day concept yeah. is that we're remembering these people. Yeah, that we are still in fellowship with them. Yeah. Even as we're separated. But, yeah. I found yeah. that very, very interesting. I didn't sing it until Concordia, my Concordia Chicago days, partially because it's in LSB and not TLH. And I grew up on TLH. But the tune is from Carl Schalk. Um, and if you're a Concordia Chicago or Lutheran music fan, Carl Schalk has written boatloads of things 
Um, and we used to have Shulkapalooza at Concordia, Chicago. Um, <laughs> it was a thing where we would sing all Shulk everything, and it was fantastic. Carl Shulk, rock block. He has just lots of great stuff. I'm just gonna. But this this one's definitely a <laughs> newer uh, My helpful footnote tells me it was uh, copyright 1983. Yeah. So this really has not had that much time to become so beloved. So that's no, really cool. It's true. Yeah, yeah. But that's not actually the hymn we're talking about, is it? It's not. No. But I do want to say something about this one. Is it the text? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The text is from um, her brokering, and I learned a little tidbit from Henry Garricky, the beloved Henry Garricky, who yes. directs our IC <laughs> choir. And Aaron knows this too. Uh-huh. That if you see anything written by her brokering look for the word surprise in there It'll because be in there. it will be in there and it's in this hymn too so or if you're awesome. just singing like along signature a hymn and suddenly you sing surprise and you're like this must be by it her brokering, must be her brokering so you look down, sure enough yep so there's your little uh there's your hint for the day every artist has their signature it's true <laughs> and one more that i want to talk about before we get to the one that that we sing at the end of this episode <laughs> is LSB 676 because it's actually my favorite for oh. All Saints Day. Behold a host arrayed in white. If you haven't sung this one, you must go to a piano or on Sunday go find your church musician and have them play it for you and sing through it because it is the most beautiful All Saints Day hymn in my opinion. <laughs> I'm just reading over the words right now and my eyes are starting to tear up. Right. So be it, warned. It's, it's fantastic. Just so moving. It's a beautiful text. It's uh, very vivid words. I think that's probably why I like the text. Um, It's very vivid, and the tune is Norwegian. And I'm not always a fan of Norwegian or Scandinavian tunes because I'm a nerd about things like that. Um, But this one is beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And also the tenor line is really fun to sing, so there's that too. So yeah. go go read that one too if you if you Behold aren't familiar. Behold a host arrayed in white like thousand snowclad mountains bright. Right? That's just lovely. Oh. <sighs> I could sing it right now. But anyway, <laughs> um, so the one that we're all really here to talk about is for all the saints, and this is the one that I actually did a little bit of of research on because I didn't know some of this about it. Um, but first of all, I want to know what uh, what your favorite stanzas are of this hymn, and I know we're, we might have to duke it out for one of them. My favorite stanza is stanza four. Oh, blessed communion, fellowship divine, we feebly struggle, they in glory shine, yet all are one in thee, for all are thine. Alleluia, alleluia. I love that line, we feebly struggle, they in glory shine, because it's such a reversal of what often happens on earth before someone we love dies. You know, grandma feebly struggled. Compared to me, young and strong, watching her go through that, but now our roles are reversed. Now I'm feebly struggling and she has done that with that. She's put it behind her. She in glory shines. And yet we are still united to Christ and therefore to one another. And I just, it's a wonderful verse about the church. So yeah, that's my favorite. Bree, what about you? Uh, my personal favorite is stanza six. The golden evening brightens in the west. Soon, soon to faithful warriors cometh rest. Sweet is the calm of paradise, the blessed. Alleluia, alleluia. Do you have a reason? I just... <laughs> I don't know. Does she need it a just, reason? It's, well, it's just, no. It's very lovely imagery. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, life on Earth is pretty terrible sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we go through struggles and have trials and tribulations, but... We we know that this is not the end for us. We know that there will be a day where 
the earthly sun will be setting on us and it will be warm and golden and we will finally have rest mm-hmm. there will there will finally be calm we'll have calm spirits and we'll be in paradise mm-hmm. and just after all of the fighting and struggling like there is a respite at the end of all this mm-hmm. because we are yeah. saints if you weren't taking such big breaths to make to hit high notes at the end of that verse i would just let out a, a sigh mm-hmm. um right. yeah 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 Aaron, what about you? We're the ones that have to duke it yeah, out, but that's okay. Yeah, so so when Sarah <laughs> asked this question in advance to get us thinking about it, I immediately like <laughs> typed in in all caps. I'm like, the fighting stanza! That's my favorite! I claim it! I claim it! It's mine! It was like five seconds, really. She you didn't miss a really beat. jumped on that. It was instant. And then we had an all caps battle between the two of us, because that's also my favorite. <laughs> it's such a great stanza. Um, okay, so you're going to read it? So Yeah, so... And when the fight is fierce, the warfare long, steals on the ear the distant triumph song, and hearts are brave again, and arms are strong. Hallelujah. She didn't. She, she didn't, didn't read, read that. It, she yeah. no, that was from memory. This is one of the ones that it is like. I have I have a number of hymns and/or verses that I've memorized, and this is one that I sing to myself during hard times. Um, so if I'm going through just really tough times, this is one that I will, that I will sing to myself for encouragement that, you know, maybe now, maybe now the fight is fierce and it's, it's dark days, but you listen and there's, there's always something that you can, that you can hear where God is singing to us basically and reminding us, uh, that, that this is not all there is. Mm-hmm. That these are these are dark days, but there is more to come, and there's more that's already promised, and we're just we're just waiting. And so then your then your heart is brave again, uh, and yeah. you and you continue on. Um, so, so you yeah. can so you can have see, that one. You have a better story than I do. <laughs> if you see Aaron walking down the halls humming that verse yeah. to herself, right. either offer her a word of encouragement or steer clear. Ask how she's doing. Yes. <laughs> I just thought yes. you liked a good fighting song. Fighting song. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that is also mine, but my story isn't nearly as great. I just like the steals on the ear, the distant triumph yeah. song. Yeah, um, thinking wonderful. about, yeah, thinking about um, all the, the singing that will happen when we're in heaven and it'll be amazing. Funny story, though, about verse eight. What is it? Uh, Through gates of pearl, streams in the countless host. Right? That's a full thought. When I was a kid, I always thought that that was talking about like streams of water. And I was always very confused about streaming and like countless hosts Mm -hmm. streaming. It was very confusing until Mm -hmm. I actually started reading the text. But anyway, we all have a favorite stanza. They're all great. But I want to talk about the, uh, the text writer and the composer also. The text writer is William Walsham Howe. He was a bishop of the Church of England in the mid to late 1800s, and he actually wrote a lot of hymns. We have five of them in our Lutheran service book, and they're actually fairly familiar ones. So 523, A Word of God Incarnate. I was going to sing them, and now I can't remember them. Uh, Obviously this one, 677. Um, 781, We Give Thee But Thine Own. That's a very, very common Mm -hmm. one. 816, From All the Dwell Below the Skies, but he only wrote stanza three, which is the doxological oh. stanza, so it's hmm. it's cool still. It's a good one. Still a good one. It's an Isaac Watts, um, you know, Isaac Watts. Um, mm. and, and 900, Jesus' Name of Wondrous Love. 
I like that one too. Hmm. Jesus, name I wonder stuff. So uh, if you search for William Howe at hymnery.org, I know you're laughing at me, Brie. Uh, I love you. Like you're in your <laughs> element. I'm just yeah. in love with you right now. <laughs> uh, if you go to hymnery.org, which is one of my favorite websites of all time, um, and search for William Howe, you can read all of his all of his biographical data and find all of his hymn stanzas and stuff. And then, so this is the best part for me anyway, is the music is by Rafe Von Williams. And if you've only seen... What? That's how you say his name? So I was going to say, if you've only seen his name written, it's spelled R-A-L-P-H, but it's pronounced Rafe. I promise. I'm sewing. No, sewing. (laughs) Sewing. (laughs) Sewing. Teaser for another episode. Um, yes, Sorry, I Rafe, got all my wires crossed there. Rafe yeah. Von Williams. Um, Go back and listen to the Halloween episode. Halloween episode, you'll understand. Um, he's one of my favorite composers of any music of all time. So whenever I see him in the little music section, either mm. as the, the uh, actual tune writer or the, the setting composer, I get really super geeked in church and I get all excited and Luther has to calm me down because it's not appropriate for church. Husband Luther. <laughs> Sorry, how, husband how Luther. How old is he? Like, when did he... He was born he in work? 1872, died in 1958. So okay. he and uh, William Howe actually lived at the same time. And he's actually not best known for his hymn tunes. No, he's, he's like not. a legit classical composer legit. who just so, happened to write hymns, hymn tunes on the side. Because he's a great right? English composer who just does yeah. stuff. Um, so English Folk Song Suite and Fantasia on a Theme by Thomas Tallis. If you haven't heard either of those, go to YouTube right now. Um, like, pause this episode, go to YouTube, <laughs> listen to those and come back. Um, because they're fantastic. And the Fantasia on a Theme by Thomas Tallis is actually Green Sleeves. So you probably hear it around Christmas time. Yeah. Um, a lot of orchestras play it. We play Played at Concordia. Isn't it great? It's so pretty. It makes Mm -hmm. me happy. Um, So, so uh, Vaughn Williams actually composed this tune for for all the saints for William Howe. So they actually he worked he worked on this this tune specifically for this hymn. And if you see like a hymn that has alleluias or something and it fits really well, a lot of times that means that that the the tune was actually composed Mm -hmm. for that actual tune, so it fits really well. And it's it's uh, so if you notice the stanzas one through three and seven and eight, they're, they the uh, setting is really like crazy, and there's lots of these huge chords. So those are meant to be sung in unison. And then stanzas four through six, um, they are written with this nice harmonization that's easier to sing. So those are meant to sing in harmony. And a lot of churches will do that when you sing this hymn. They'll have like the choir sing stanzas four and six or something because it's kind of the way it was meant to be sung. Anyway, which is mm. cool. And I also have to say, going back to all of my um, my favorite Vaughn Williams hymns, there's a bunch. Yeah, there's 20 of them in the Lutheran service book wow. attributed to him, either the tune or the setting, which you can find in the back of the hymnal. Hint. Like, Lo, He Comes with Clouds Descending, and Now All the Vault of Heaven Resounds, two of my favorite hymns, mm. also have tunes or settings. And his his uh, settings tend to be a workout as a for yes. the organist. As a former church accompanist, um, <laughs> I can tell you, you practice them more than any other hymn, and yet you don't get sick of them. No. So, and they're always no, like they're just, these glorious, so regal, rich tunes or settings. They're just mm. really fun. They're so great. They're very English sounding, but they're very great. I shouldn't say but. And they're very great. <laughs> Sometimes English hymns are not my favorite because they just kind of, you know, it's fine. Um, but anyway, I've been talking about this for far too long. Um, one more thing I want to say, though, that this hymn, if you go to hymnary.org and you look at Vaughn Williams um, and you look at For All the Saints and you look at William Howe, um, you'll see that For All the Saints is in 119 other hymnals or songbooks. 
which is a lot. And this covers other cultures, um, other denominations, other languages. So it's it's not just like our Lutheran hymn. It's this hymn that has um, gone across all different uh, people in all places around the world um, since whenever it was written in, what was it, 1906? So um, it kind of like bridges us all together on All Saints Day with the whole like body of Christ around the world. We're all singing it together. We're all singing it together. And that's my nice big bow on this. So um, now if if y'all want to stay tuned, you're going to hear us sing. And it might be great. It might not. We're we're in a radio recording studio, so give us a little grace. These microphones are not set up for singing. <laughs> and sadly, I w- I'm not actually part of the choir because there's a lag on my mic. So yeah, we tried it, and say, it was you'll hear the, oh, it was trippy. Scary. Mm-hmm. I would have kept it episode in. worthy. <laughs> I mean, I have it, so I don't know. Maybe I'll throw that in as a short, oh, and you guys no. can you guys can be a little trippy with us. <laughs> but you all sound great. Uh, I thanks. listen and I smile. So uh, happy All Saints Day, everyone! Tell us, I'm, there's still the poll is still there on Facebook, but tell us what your favorite hymn is anyway, or maybe like I don't know sing a little bit for us in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge Facebook group um, but we'll we'll let you hear hear the hymn sung by us you're listening to the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast I'm Sarah I'm Aaron. I'm Bree and I'm Rachel
Hey, it's Sarah. Special thanks to Cheryl Magnus for joining Aaron Alter and me for that rendition of For All the Saints, Lutheran Service Book 677. Now, if you stuck around this long, you're in for a treat. We tried to record For All the Saints in our recording studio, but it was a little wonky with us in the studio and with Rachel in Virginia. So you'll get to hear a little snippet of what that actually sounded like when we tried to record And you'll see why we re-recorded it in the chapel. So it sounded a little bit nicer. Thanks for listening. I think I was a little (laughs) high, but I always I always like to pitch things down when I'm singing a cappella so it sounds less shrill. Except Alto Stone always like that. Yeah. That's my new guess. That's your new guess. (laughs) I just want to play a note, Google. Play a note, Google. Actually, if I had brought my phone, I have a I have a pitch pipe app on my phone. Pitch pipe. But I don't care. I thought my Google did a pitch everywhere. pipe. Oh, I'm on silent. Pitch this is not going to play. Oh. That was pretty close. That d- <laughs> <laughs> I can't, like, direct. <laughs> Ready? Okay, Erin, yeah. you're the only one that I can see. Uh, so, Erin, bring us in. There's a delay. Views and opinions expressed on the Lutheran Ladies Lounge podcast may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO Radio, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. The Lutheran Ladies Lounge is produced by KFUO Radio and available at KFUO.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Join our community on Facebook in the Lutheran Ladies Lounge.